Hey, welcome to the MyCom Podcast. This is a podcast all about church marketing and church communications. I'm John Watson, and I'm here with our co-host, Darby Jones. Hi there. And today, our guest is Joe Iavino. Hi. What's up, Joe? Welcome. Thanks. It's good to be here. So Joe is the host of a UMC podcast called Get Your Spirit in Shape. How long has that been around now? About about a year and a half. year and a yeah. half. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about this thing. Like, What was the genesis of this podcast? The genesis was I was having um, phone interviews. I write for UMC.org, and uh, it was my primary role. And I was having phone conversations with people around the church that were just fascinating conversations that I wanted to share with people. So I would have an hour-long conversation with somebody and then write a thousand-word story that used about five minutes of that conversation. Huh. And they were just fun, things I wanted people to be introduced to. Or um, And then we just had an opportunity to talk to a couple of authors. We had an opportunity to get with some leaders, and we just decided to start a podcast. That's awesome. Sound like really organic. There was some talk around the office that we wanted to do something. We knew this medium was growing and actually we're probably a little bit behind the curve here. But then it was here was the opportunity for what we could do. And we had we just took it and it was pretty organic just figuring it out as we go. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with being a little bit behind the curve as long right. as we catch up eventually. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. We're here at United Methodist Communications. And part of what we do is just tapping into the communication channels and methods that you might want to use in your churches and experimenting and getting good at them and and practicing and playing and having fun and identifying how they can be of benefit to you or not. So we've been in, as an agency, I guess, been in the podcasting game, I guess, since yours start. I think yours was the first, right? First regular one, yeah. The first regular podcast, Mm -hmm. followed by this MyCom podcast, I believe. And it's been fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, for me, I get to meet a lot of people. It's been great to have the conversations that I'm getting to have. And I'm excited right now because we're going to be starting, right? It's once a month. We're going to be going into twice a month where one of them, at least for the fall, we're going to be in- interviewing a bishop. And I've been getting to talk to That's some awesome. of our bishops and not about their jobs, but about who they are as people, about their call to ministry. And then just what do you like to do? What do you do to relax? What do you mm-hmm. do for fun? It's been great. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I play a little bit of guitar. I actually, this is so nerdy, but I write a lot. <laughs> I process a lot of things through writing, yeah. but that's what I do. I read, and uh, my guilty pleasure is I like to go to the movies, and I like to. I'm a television viewer, which I know sounds a low class all the time, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty regular on television. That's great. So, yeah. okay, favorite book that you've read in the last six months? Right now, I'm reading Eugene Peterson's "Eat This Book." which is just this devotional, how to read the Bible more devotionally. I am thoroughly enjoying that. I read Wesley more than the normal person probably (laughs) does. Those are probably a couple of the things that I would, I would go to. That's awesome. Right away. I don't read fiction, unfortunately, which would be way far more interesting, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard really good things about the Eugene Peterson book. It's been on my list for a while. Yeah. I really like, I'm really enjoying it. I had a job uh, some time ago, several years back, where I got to interview a lot of theologians and professors and authors, and and we'd have in people like Ben Witherington and David De Silva and talk with these guys, and I would ask them about their recent reading habits, Mm -hmm. expecting, you know, these magnum opus academic magisterial works, and I'd get things like... um, silly British murder mysteries and John Grisham novels. And it was actually quite fun just to to find like, oh yeah, 
these aren't like ivory tower, you know, wizards <laughs> in the robes with, you know, yeah. like these are people who enjoy these these fun things. I went through a period several years ago where I read um, Earl Stanley Gardner, who wrote the Perry Mason yeah, yeah. novels. I read a bunch of the Perry Mason novels and, awesome. I, and Sherlock Holmes. I used to love Sherlock Holmes. So oh, yeah. I just went through a period where. As a John Watson, I have a, a penchant <laughs> for Sherlock Holmes, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, so that that they're more the kind of the fun stuff, but it's been a while since I've read just for the yeah, just for the fun of it. So going back to the get your spirit in shape, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite episode? There's several that come to mind. One of the very first ones we did, actually, I think the first one we recorded, but actually released as episode two, um, was about doing family worship, and mm-hmm. it was with. Karen Oliver and Jenny Armstrong, who were authors who had each written books about how to do kind of family worship. And we just had this wonderful conversation that was fun and light. Yeah. And it was just this really good, oh, awesome. uh, really good conversation. Super I've, needed, too. Yeah, I it mean, was, that, that it was topic really has good. been so neglected for like 200 years. And they gave great ideas, some of them yeah. really simple and some a little more would take a little more time and a little more dedication and work. But they were great, and it was just a great conversation. And since then, I've had opportunity to interview people like uh, Mike McHarg, who is known as Science mm-hmm. Mike in yeah. the podcasting world. Yeah. Jason Michelli, who wrote a book called Cancer is Funny, which I would highly recommend. It's a very good book and great theology, and it really he's, – he's funny, so That's it's awesome. fun to read yeah. as well. And then I was able to do one recently with the people who made our – kind of an insider thing, but the people who made our campaign with the children, that's, I think it's called Their Words, Our Beliefs, or we asked kids and probably seen some of the commercials in Rethink Church, some of the ads that are on the web and other places. And I interviewed uh, Jacob Armstrong, who's a pastor locally, who asked the kids the questions, and Jennifer Rodia, who I work with, who's actually my supervisor here. And we did one where she was in charge of kind of the whole campaign and putting it together. And that was a really, again, a really fun conversation. I like when you can hear a lot of laughter in our podcast. And and those episodes are a lot of fun. And those are ones with lots of laughter. That's awesome. Do you remember some of the parts of the uh, bringing back family worship uh, that you thought were particularly interesting? A couple of things I remember were how Jenny and her family found that mornings were the best time because they were, that was the one time they were together. There wasn't a kid at soccer practice. There wasn't band or whatever else was going on. And so they decided to get up a little bit early and Jenny, the mom said she would make breakfast every day. And so not only did they have devotion time, but they had to sit down breakfast kind of every morning to be able to do that. And then the other author talked about how she at times caught her child repeating things that had been done (laughs) without really knowledge that this was part of what was done in devotions, but it just kind of came up days later as if it was their own. It was just embedded in their thinking and in their spirit. And just that it was beautiful. It was just really beautiful. We have just this morning, we drove my wife's cousin back to the airport. She was staying with us for the last week and um, she's from Kansas. And she taught my four-year-old the song where the only words are Pizza Hut, a Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and a Pizza Hut, McDonald's. (laughs) You get the idea, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all he does now is go around singing this little ditty. And it was just such a good reminder that our children are, as kind of microcosms of grownups, also we are catechizable by everything around us. Mm -hmm. And it makes family worship so important. Like what songs are we giving our family? What prayers are we giving our family? What, What can we feed them spiritually 
to get their spirit in shape. Absolutely. You see what I did there? Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about that? So the metaphor yeah. that we talk about with get your spirit in shape is that we like to offer people things to think about, which we call the spiritual nutrition. And then we try every episode to give a spiritual exercise or something that you can do to help to keep your spirit in shape. And we, I ask every guest for a recommendation of something that they do that they would like to share, that they would recommend other people try. And I've gotten everything from spiritual practices you would think of, of like centering prayer and, and things along that line. And then there are others who talk about one of my spiritual practices is listening to my children or mm. one of my spiritual practices is making sure I stay in connection with friends that have been important to me and have supported me. Mm-hmm. So some of it's what you would think and some of it's a little out of the box and it's just great. And I hope people awesome. are trying those things because yeah. I think there's a real benefit to it. Some of the examples I gave you were a little more heady, but we've also talked to an author about parenting or yeah. very practical tips of things that ways to live out your spirituality. My audience is mostly members, not leaders in the church. And so mm-hmm. my goal is to improve people's discipleship so that it's not just a Sunday thing or it's not just a Wednesday thing, right. but it's something that people are living out in every aspect of their lives. And I assume maybe because it's the way I've lived my life for a long time, but we compartmentalize those things. There's kind yeah. of this religious side of me and then there's the everyday side of me. And and one of my goals is to erase those lines and so that it all right. kind of flows together and that we begin to see God yeah. and our spirituality and everything that we're doing from parenting to yeah. grocery shopping or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it Psalm 46? Well, I think it's Psalm 46 or 49 where David says, unite my heart to fear your name. I think the implicit idea is that we are disunited in our very being, right? Our, our intellect is going one way, our will's going another, our emotions are going another. And David's like, I want you to, you to bring all of this together yeah. to worship God. Mm-hmm. And that it just speaks to that, that every element of our life is touched by the gospel. Every element of our life is touched by grace. But if we're just doing our, our Sunday morning thing, we're missing out on so much grace there. That's huge. Yeah. And part of the communications tie in here. Like the reason why we've got Joe here, listener, is because he's giving you content that you can communicate to your church, to your community, to the world through your methods. If you've ever sat down to write a blog or Facebook post and stopped and gone, oh man, what do I say? I got nothing to say. That's the point of, uh, for uh, I mean, that's one way that we can interact with get your spirit in shape or umc.org or all these resources, right, is feed yourself so that you can feed other people, right? Right. And you can have that kind of flow of what to say there. Yeah. So anyway, we benefit greatly from that. And, uh, you know, as marketers, if if you're new to the communications game, this will come. It's a marketing communications pair of glasses that you put on where... If, well, if you're a preacher, you'll know this. Everything is illustration material, right? right. Everything in life <laughs> that you come across, every story, every news article is a potential sermon illustration. For the marketer, it's the same sort of thing. Everything that you see, you put on these glasses and look through the lens of communications and everything becomes helpful in how you shape your message and what the message is to your people. Anyway, I don't know how to segue out of that. So we're just going to move to the next thing. So this is what you're doing right now is this Get Your Spirit in Shape podcast. Can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about your kind of your background, your training, your passions? 
Yeah. Um, before coming to United Methodist Communications, I spent more than 20 years in pastoral ministry and in three churches, which is a little bit unique in the United Methodist Church. I'm an ordained deacon in Full Connection. Um, for those who know United Methodist speak, you'll know what that means. But I served two small churches as the lead pastor in Southern New Jersey, another church in New Jersey as their youth and eventually their worship pastor. And then I moved to Colorado and served a church there as their uh, youth and worship pastor. So I was spent some time in mostly in youth ministry uh, and then started as I got older, began to move into worship ministry. I like yeah. I said, I play guitar. So I did some song leading and then I developed into Again, I've, I seem to do a lot of things this way where I just kind of learn as I go and right. then kind of developed into being the one who brought the first contemporary worship service into two of these congregations oh, wow. and audio video, too. So I was part of that. I was the slide creator in my last congregation uh, where every Sunday and they hadn't had slides before I got, you know, we didn't wow. use video before I got there. So went through that transition and introduction, which is not always easy. If anybody's right, right. been through that, you know how hard that can be. And so that, that's been my background and kind of my journey into United Methodist Communications. Along the way, I was always a writer. Didn't always recognize that early on, but I did youth newsletters and eventually those were youth emails. And one of the things I wanted to do is always have the kids open them. And so I did two things. One was usually include a short, goofy video and the other there was write go. something devotional. Yeah. And the devotional pieces was really funny as... I had parents coming to me and asking more and more about the devotions I was writing. They were reading the devotions the kids wow. weren't, yeah. uh, which is typical of youth newsletters, <laughs> yes. I think. Parents read them more than <laughs> yeah. uh, than yeah. the kids do. Uh, but then soon a senior pastor picked up on that and said, what if we did devotions kind of every day and provided it for the congregation? That became part of my job is writing daily oh, wow. devotions. So I was writing six a week. And that really, we'll talk about honing your writing skills. Just Seriously. write that much and yeah. trying to keep them to about 200 words. Oh, my uh, goodness. Is there any short little devotions that were really Give me 2,000 words and I'll be fine. That's Give like, me 200 yeah. words <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to be sweating. But I think it was, was it Mark Twain that said, I'm sorry, this letter was long. I didn't have time to make it shorter. Yeah. <laughs> and there <laughs> right. is some truth to that, right? It's, right. Mm. It takes a lot of work to get things short. It really but, does. And then I just kind of honed those gifts and eventually saw that as my uh, next phase of ministry was this writing yeah. ministry and doing those things. And so that's what I get to do now. And it's, it's, it's a blast. I yeah. mean, not, I get to research things, um, which I love. I get to talk to people, I meet people who have a variety of backgrounds. And then I get to tell wow. whoever reads it, the story of what's going on. And it's a lot of fun. That's, that's awesome, man. I mean, what's cool about that to me is when you talk about church church life right. and communications and marketing, they can seem really separated and compartmentalized. But I mean, just, just hearing your background for a minute there shows that it's a really organic marriage. Mm -hmm. It's really natural. And that the communications, just tactics that you used benefited your church ministry, it sounds like pretty dramatically. Yeah. And so that's, that's such a good example of what we're all about here is, is not splitting out and having this little marketing world and then this church world, but showing that good communication and careful communication matters in all the aspects of our life and particularly as it comes to bear on the church. And so I still do some of that and and that's useful might be useful to congregations. It's not daily devotions yeah. anymore, but we do write devotional materials that appear on umc.org that are free for churches to use in their newsletters, however they want to use put them on their website and you may not have someone who can write all of those things that you would like to write or Senior pastors a lot of times would love to do that and don't have time to do that. Right. And so there's some material here that you can just, you can borrow. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about that. So 
United Methodist Communications as mm-hmm. an agency, we run UMC.org essentially. Correct. So tell us a little bit about UMC.org and what it kind of has to offer the church. What's the point? What do we bring to the table? UMC.org, our primary audience is the members of the church or those who are already connected to the church. There's another channel, UMCOM, that's more for leaders. And there's Rethink Church that's more for seekers. We are trying to talk to the people kind of in the middle that are involved. But what it has to offer the church or pastors and leaders in the local church is – like you said, il- illustration material. We do stories about interesting things that are happening in the church, just cool ministries. Right. Uh, we just did one on a car care ministry where a church decided to, they had this extra building and guys who were really good at fixing cars and now they fix cars for free. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the, people just pay Is for this the parts. within driving distance? No, it's not. Oh, unfortunately, man. they're in Georgia. <laughs> uh, so it's not, well, I've, long drive. Oh, but yeah, long you, drive. <laughs> but you could get there. But <laughs> there's just so, some of these just really interesting things that we can lift up that are great ideas for your missions committee or your evangelism committee to take a look at. There's some really good things there that might be ideas of how can right. we reach out to our community. You might not do a car care ministry, but it might spur some other idea of what talents do we have here that we could use for the community. We have, as I said earlier, some devotional material. Some of that's written. Some of it's in video form or Mm -hmm. photo slideshows that are great to use uh, either on your website or in worship. Just so everyone who's listening knows how to find these resources, just go to umc.org and there's actually a tab at the top called resources. And Joe writes and curates all these topics to help you illustrate your sermons and, and find videos to bolster small groups. So what are some of the recent topical pages that you've done related to some of the recent news? Right now, there are things happening in Sierra Leone, and we have things to talk about what to do in disaster or when life is hard or what do we do when things just don't make sense to us? How do we reach out? There are things about women in leadership in the church. There are things about African-Americans, Native Americans. There's all kinds of wonderful aspects of of the things that are happening in the United Methodist Church. So UMC.org, as I hear it, is a way for a local congregation to keep kind of their finger on the pulse of the kind of global UMC church and some of the global challenges that they're facing and the UMC perspective that's brought to bear on those things. Yeah, and it's one of the ways to show your congregation also the ways in which we are all connected as United Methodists Mm -hmm. all across the globe because there are ministries that are happening in Africa and in Europe and in the Philippines and throughout the United States that are just remarkable in the ways that we're reaching out. One of the ones, this is a little bit older, but one of the ones I really had the privilege, I I interviewed one of our bishops in Germany probably a year or so ago when the refugee crisis in Europe was becoming what it is today. And talking to the bishop about what was happening in Germany. And and the United Methodist Church in Germany is not really big, and their congregations aren't very big, but they were welcoming in refugees and doing amazing ministry with those people. And and that's part of who we are. I I like to say that's sometimes we say the church does X, but we are the church. And so when we do it, we have done these things to – work towards eradicating malaria in Africa. That's part of all of us doing this work together. Right. And so it's just this exciting ministries that happen sometimes in the midst of disaster. We just got news recently about, I don't know when this is going to come out, but we get news recently about mudslides in Sierra Leone and, right. and hundreds of people are feared to be, um, have been killed by this. Mm-hmm. And 
And the United Methodist Church is there. We we are there. And we get to tell those stories. And so if you want news about what the church is doing, there's a portion of the site that says news and, and media. And you can go to United right. Methodist News Service and get some news. But maybe what also what you'll get are some thought theologically about what does it mean to be the church in the world in the midst of these yeah. crises? What oh, does it huge. mean to serve our neighbor? And we do it from a unique Wesleyan perspective. Right. So we talk about John Wesley and, and some of our, our history. Uh, that's amazing. And again, that that is so important to kind of stay, keep a toe in that stream, so to speak, so that that is something that you're able to offer your community is not just the beating heart of your local church, but right. of we, the United Methodist Church. When I was in the local church, one of the things that we tried to communicate quite often was why do we give some of our money as shared giving or apportionments, right. whatever they call that in your local congregation, that kind of goes to the annual conference and from the annual conference to the general conference and all of that stuff. Why are we doing those things? And and to be able to share, this is what those dollars are doing. This is how we're participating. These are the ways that we are making a difference in the world. And so together, I like to say together as United Methodists, we can do so much more than any one congregation right. could do. And that's one of the beautiful things. I can yeah. hear, I, I get excited. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah, get absolutely. so excited about the things that the church does on a on a big scale. It, right. it doesn't downplay what's happening in the local churches. We love to tell local church stories about there's things tons that are of that happening. on UMC too. Yes, there's yeah. tons of about the ministries in the local church. But when you put all of that together, the witness that we have to the entire world or the ways that we're reaching out and meeting needs. It's just, it's just remarkable. It really is. I, the, the term that keeps coming to mind is gestalt. You know, that term, the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Correct. Yeah. That, you know, all of these parts alone are great. And when you add them together, there's a kind of a synergy that happens where mm -hmm. there's, there's just a, a thing about it. Yeah. It's, you know, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really it's been amazing to see these last couple of years, especially as I've been involved with UMCOM. And and so when you go to UMC.org, you'll get everything from the individual thing you can watch at your desk to what's happening globally and everything in between. Yeah. Small group discussion questions are there. There's all kinds of things to draw you in. Speaking of these questions, mm -hmm. uh, United Methodists love their history. Can you talk about some <laughs> of the quizzes that you guys uh, create? Yeah, we have created some quizzes. They started, I think it was one Christmas, we started doing an Advent quiz where we asked questions about Advent and Christmas and just kind of gave some basic ideas. And they're fun because you think you know the answers to them and sometimes <laughs> you don't or it's not as certain as, yeah. as what you thought. And so it's just a fun way to kind of get at that. So there's one for Advent and Christmas. There's one for uh, Lent and Easter. They, and we update them every season or every year when the season comes around. Right. There are history quizzes about the church in the United States, the church in in England where it began, the church in the Philippines and Germany, all of those places. So there's lots of things that you can learn, and, and they're fun. And every mm -hmm. once in a while we'll get a request from a church, especially like Advent, Christmas, or Lent, Easter, uh, the – a small group of people are going to have a party and they like they're having their Christmas party. And so they'll ask us for the questions so that they can go over okay. them and have kind of a conversation yeah. around these things. So they're fun, but they also have explanations and we put a lot of links in them so you can go and learn more if you're really interested in whatever the answer was uh, to that question. So th it's a great way to learn and it's really, really accessible. Right. That's, that's awesome. Um, you know, if you are a, a part of a marketing or communications team at your church, your mind should be reeling right now because 
there's so many different things you could do with these quizzes. You know, you could have uh, some sort of competition. Um, you know, there's one quiz called Are You Smarter Than a United Methodist? Right, right. <laughs> you know, so you could take these questions and create your own game show at yep. church. You could take these individual questions and post them on your Facebook just to get conversation going. So Yeah, they're fun. They really are yeah. fun. So that Some of us... them are impossible, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to an awesome thing to kind of close up with, that we offer this stuff at umc.org to you, the church, mm. to actually use. It's not just for your head. It's something that you can engage with. So can you tell us about some of the ways that we might do that, uh, whether it's republishing articles or sure. using videos? Yeah, we get requests fairly regularly to republish articles either in bulletins or in the newsletters of churches. And we always give permission to do that. We simply ask for an attribution and to let people know it came from umc.org because we want your church members to know that they can come and and be part of of umc.org and learn more on their own. One of the things that I think is a really valuable resource that we don't that people don't immediately think of is these videos that we produce and some of the photo slideshows yeah. that we produce can be great worship resources or can be really fun um, to put on your website to just kind of be an exciting thing. And like I said earlier, I used to be the slide guy in one of my churches and I know how expensive a video can be that you're only going to play one time. Well, all of ours are free uh, to download. That's and so there's huge. a download button there and you can take them and use them in your worship services or however you see fit to use them in your churches. So it's a great they're just a great resource to be used. There's also under the resources tab that we talked about before, there's a, a link for photos and that we have a photo library that you can sign up for and use the photos in your church. And they would be great right. for, again, newsletter, website, anything that just kind of brings it. And we have world-class photographers. I was going to mention that. The, the photographers on staff at UMCOM are insanely good. Yeah. Insanely yeah. good. Yeah. You want a picture from Africa or from... right around the corner from, you know, where your ministry is, it's there. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just, yeah, they're insanely good. And we, we have a United Methodist church assets library where you can go search by keyword. We've, we've tagged all of our photos, thousands right. and thousands yep. of photos, like Joe said, world-class photos from all over the world. We've uh, tagged them in the last few years and you can search and use them for your purposes. Yep. And if you want to contribute, I believe the way you do that is you get in touch with Katzberry, Barry at umcom.org. That's K-B-A-R-R-Y at umcom.org. And you can actually talk to her about contributing to this library. Yeah. you be contributing photos, like yes. your own photos. Yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's huge. Yeah. yeah so that really be- between the asset library, the articles published, the videos, the quizzes, I mean, there's just... A this is a this is a UMC repository of gold that is handed to you on a little platter to go and, and benefit your ministry. Yeah, so, I really hope people will use it. Yeah. Um and I hope spend some time. I mean you there's a lot more there than we have time to really talk about, but yeah, it's massive. Spend some time around there. There's great history. One of the issues I think that's really helpful too is there's a ask the UMC portion. Right. And I don't know as a pastor every once in a while you get a question and you think you know the answer to, but maybe you're a little shaky about. Uh, there's some resources there to help find some some good answers. And then also there's always InfoServe. And if you have a yes. question, there's a link at umc.org for InfoServe, which is they live chat um, during office hours, or you can email them your question. Yeah. And it can be anything in the UMC. And we research 
tons and tons yeah. of stuff. The, um, yeah, the folks about, who work at InfoServe are walking filing cabinets. Absolutely. They're remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're actually the ones that create the ask the UNC Correct. questions. Right. Yeah. And, and they try and pull some of the most creative questions that they get over the years. And popular ones. Like if they, you know, they get a lot of repeat questions about the same thing. So they go in, they ask UMC file yeah. too. So yeah. it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll put all the links in the description of this podcast, you know, umc.org slash quiz, umc.org slash history. Some of the photos. Yeah. Uh, InfoServe, Ask UMC. We'll, we'll put all that there yeah. so you can dive in. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much for being a part of this today, man. Yeah, thank you. This is great fun. having you. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to Get Your Spirit in Shape, we really commend it to you. Um, you can check that out where, Joe? It's umc.org slash podcasts, plural, podcasts. Um, and Get Your Spirit in Shape is right there at the top of the page. Awesome. Thanks so much. Go give it a listen and we'll see you next time. Great. Thanks.